0: Hi, my name's Lucy and welcome to The Real Girls Club, a podcast where I interview women working across different roles in the cinema and TV industry. In this episode, I chat with Ruth Pease. Ruth is a makeup artist, prosthetics and hair designer for film and television. She most recently worked on Censor, the debut horror feature film by Prano Bailey Bond. We chat all about how her love for horror films became a passion for creating gory makeup looks and so much more. I really enjoyed recording this episode with Ruth. I had a great chat and I really hope you enjoy listening to it as well. Thank you so much for coming on um, the podcast today and um, chatting with me. I'd love to just sort of take it right back to the beginning or wherever you consider where the beginning is of your makeup career. So when did you kind of have that light bulb moment that you were like, this is kind of where I want to take my career and I want to sort of become a makeup artist? And hair designer it's, as well.
1: <laughs> it's it's kind of a weird one for me because um, I uh, I think horror came first for me. Um, I didn't really I didn't really know that makeup was what I wanted to do for quite a long time. Um, I just knew I wanted to work in film, and kind of at that point in my life, all I knew was like horror and music. That's kind of all I got so um, uh, I grew up in the kind of video nasty era so um, my whole life was like trying to watch as many gory like band films as I could and it was this Mm -hmm. huge mission to do it and um, you know we had a gang of of friends who um, we all got together you'd have to make friends with like market sellers and like gain their trust to like mm-hmm. get this folder out and then you know you'd have the pe- get all get together to like buy one really crappy VHS of like Texas Chainsaw <laughs> So yeah. I, I spent my whole life was watching horror. Um and uh yeah I guess it's just I I did film studies um and then I think a friend my friends got into doing prosthetics and I just thought, oh my God, what would be better than like your job being like going to work to blow up someone's head or like, <laughs> <laughs> like
0: what yeah. would be better
1: than that? I wanted to, I, my main, my main goal was to go and work for Troma. So that was like my,
0: for what? Sorry.
1: <laughs> but yeah, um, Troma, you know, the are <laughs> the, they're, they're American horror film company, mainly based in the 80s that did these very like, low budget really over the top horror films like um okay the toxic avenger and um the class of newcomb high and like like really
0: over the top crazy stuff would, would um, they be classed as like a b-movie or is that no not really
1: yeah yeah i guess i guess so you could say it it was a b-movie
0: thing it was almost like, like off the beaten track kind of film not the ones you're going to know about necessarily yeah. in like mainstream cinema
1: yeah yeah like like quite obscure like weird and and just their whole thing was like it all had a really good sense of humor it was very punk rock and it was just I just wanted to work for them basically mm-hmm. um and so my my kind of beginnings were like oh well you buy a melon and you draw a face on it and fill it with blood and blow it up <laughs> <laughs> you know my expectations yeah. were so low with it really although uh-huh. that was still
0: I would love to go to it. I think it's actually that. it's actually in a, a, a David Lynch film I think actually I heard um, in the film Wild at Heart which is not necessarily a horror film but to like That's my favorite film
1: actually. Yeah,
0: like it is actually it does have a, a horror kind of element I guess. Um it's yes. quite a scary film I find. Um, and uh, the scene of Nicolas Cage, no, sorry, not Nicolas Cage. I think when someone falls down the stairs, and my dad told me, like, they used a melon or, like, a lettuce to throw it down I've
1: heard that. It's when Nicolas Cage, like, smashes the guy's head on a, yeah. a step on the stairs.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So yeah. It's really and it happens in, like, the first five minutes.
0: I know, it's a bit like, whoa, okay. Get, get sort of ready that. for the ride. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was horror that inspired you then. And then after that when did you think I'm going to go and study this because you went from film studies then I guess so that gave you your good background of of movies and horror movies especially and then you actually got to finally go into to do some practical studies
1: yeah so I then um yeah trying to I did a lot of stuff at home on my own I got like a book like a really easy learn how to do prosthetics kind of things in your kitchen kind of a book so I started off just like doing things like cutting off my fingers and <laughs> trying to <laughs> covering myself in blood and getting my- Well, your flatmates
0: or whoever was loving with you at the time, like, what are you doing?
1: <laughs> uh, oh, there were some very ridiculous moments of, yeah, her just tolerating me doing this ridiculous stuff and like taking <laughs> pictures. And uh, then I found a college course. I realized I, I couldn't just do prosthetics. I'd have to learn how to do everything. Mm-hmm. on this course um so i started off doing a media makeup course at swindon college a lovely lovely tutor la um and yeah from then on then i went to university after that and did a degree at london college of fashion um and yeah and then went straight into actually working after that so it was it was a weird one because i was purely interested in horror and then i kind of got into it was really nice learning about all these other elements and periods kind of Mm -hmm. makeup and hair and everything and I really enjoyed it so I mean horror is
0: always what I love the most yeah uh, you must be in your element then in the month of October when it's Halloween but you've got like so many looks (laughs) and things you want to create as well
1: love it yeah
0: so because you, you said you did some, you know, quite a lot of practice, practicing at home with sort of like almost kind of DIY, you know, ways of doing things, I guess, probably just experimenting yes. with whatever you had at home or whatever you could buy online. When you went into like college yeah. and university to, to study, did they have like really kind of like professional ways of doing things or were they very much quite DIY stuff as well? You know, like the sort of things that you'd been learning at home or did you kind of feel like it had sort of accelerated you to like this next level of... Of working in that area?
1: Uh, definitely. Um, I think it's great. They always started off with a principle of, like, you know, you could be in any situation where you have to kind of figure this out, like last mm-hmm. minute. And you know, it's really good to know the kind of DIY side of things. So they definitely went over a lot of that, like, you know, making scabs with brand flakes and how to make your own and blood. And, yeah, really that's amazing.
0: <laughs> <So> I'm also. <laughs> at home I'm also really curious to know because I feel like do you have to study what it looks like in real life like to emulate what a bruise might look like or a scar or whatever it is do you have to like actually go through any real life experiences to find out like you know like like doctors will go into like I don't know obviously go into hospitals but I mean like doctors will have to like look at real body parts before they do the real thing
1: yeah there's a huge Part of that it's definitely not great if you're squeamish um
0: mm.
1: a lot of the times you'll have you'll be given like a, a real situation that you have to copy like a bullet wound or decay or something like that and you you go to real reference to look at this right um there's a lot of stuff online obviously um and I've got quite a lot of reference books as well um I'm like a big true crime fan so I have quite <laughs> a lot of really
0: unpleasant I feel like you're, you sound like you're born for it really because <laughs> because like I think I, I know it, any other person I mean depends on the person but for me anyway like I had a good scroll through your Instagram all of the photos you put on your Instagram I found it like really believable it was actually making me feel a bit queasy I was like oh, that's I was fine. like oh, that's, great. That's, <laughs> that's a compliment it's a compliment exactly but like I was looking at it and I was like <laughs> I was like, because I'm really, I'm really squeamish. I don't like much gore. Um, I'm watching Squid Game at the moment, and right. I'm squirming all the time, like watching it. I'm just like, yeah. oh yeah,
1: yeah. It's, it's so alone.
0: yeah. <laughs> you must have like quite a strong stomach to like be okay with it. I guess you know that it's everything yeah. you're doing is, is makeup. So, um, you know, yeah, I guess you know, knowing that in your head, it's like sure. you, you've seen it from start to finish, so you know it's makeup. But for anyone else, it's so believable.
1: It's, it's interesting because back in the day in early horror, I know like in Day of the Dead, they used real intestines in it, like animal intestines and stuff. And, yeah, it, and this fridge. Yeah. It. So, Ugh. you know, real stuff has been used in the past. And um, yeah, I'm just, I guess I, I wanted to be a mortician at one point. So I've always kind of been okay. quite I, I don't know how well I would have dealt with in that actual, in the reality of you're, that situation.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe in your head that you're like, cool. yeah, I could do it. But then the reality of it is like, I mean, at least with this, you know, it's yeah. all fake yeah. and make believe. So it's, it's, you know, exactly. and it's, 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 a definitely, it's a form of creativity. It's like, you're creating like, you know, it's colors, it's textures. So, yeah. you know, it's just like any other kind of art form really. Um, so you also learned exactly. hair designing. Was that just part of it or did you really want to learn that too?
1: No, I had no kind of like starting off in it. I, had, I, I used to do a lot of like um, braiding and dreadlocks and things like that when I was a kid to so kind of make some money, you know, for all my alternative friends and stuff. So I did yeah. a lot of that starting off. Um, But yeah, I I didn't kind of have any interest in that to start with. But it's, it, I mean, that's the thing about this job is there's so many elements you could go and just specialise in just one of them and just do that, you know, there's Mm -hmm. there's so much to learn in every part of it. Mm -hmm. Um and I still say that, you know, there's still so much I could learn. Um so yeah, but it's it's fascinating and it's great to kind of have that have that um fun to go and look at period stylings and to really kind of engage yourself in that when you get those opportunities. but yeah, I mean, I always go if I'm given a project that's a period thing. I'll even with what I know now, I'll still go back and like mm-hmm. um, really, really dig into it and find some kind of cool, really cool, interesting. So, kind of
0: before, yeah. Sorry, what did you say at the end? I missed it. Facts. <laughs> facts. Okay, got it. Facts. <laughs> um, before like a project, whether that's like. In fashion because I've seen that you on your website you also do like some editorial commercial work as well um yeah. but or before a film like do you sort of create a mood board um to get the vibe or do you just do a lot of communicating with the person that you're going to be working with to get the understanding of what they want are you allowed to like put your own touch on it or do they you know do people want something specific from you
1: It really varies from project to project. Like some people have very certain ideas about how they want and they will give you references to create. Mm -hmm. Um, Generally with films, I find that um, they'll have like an idea, like they'll kind of, uh, maybe they'll give you like some films to watch or some references of like the general tone or styling. Mm -hmm. And then you go and create your own kind of mood boards with that um break it down into characters and all the ideas that you've got which is super helpful I think it's always good to show visuals like Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how much conversation you have like nothing yeah and then being able to go oh I really like this but I'm really not Mm -hmm. into this and like really understand their perspective from that and kind of meet in the middle I guess yeah Um, so yeah I definitely think I mean yeah the visual aspect of it is so important Mm -hmm. Makes it totally I mean it it
0: is you know makeup is what you look at what you see so it's like visually communicating so yeah not really talking as much um I watched Sensor last week and quite disturbing for like a day watch I watched it during the day and I was like I was like okay but then like perfect for Halloween um, and what I kind of yeah. gathered from like the whole makeup look that you went for in the film um, especially with the main character Enid hopefully I'm pronouncing her name right um, yeah, yeah. it was very like plain beige ghostly almost like she looked very ghostly I thought she almost yeah. looked like not well but obviously that was on purpose um, mm-hmm. and her hairstyle as well Um, was always the same and then I think it really just sort of like it seemed to just sort of flow so well with the cinematography and like the palette of the movie because the palette of the movie until like blood appeared and stuff um it was very gray and like kind of yeah ghostly almost i thought um and like yeah. i felt like she blended in so well with the not blended in but like she sort of you know it all kind of flowed well um mm. and then of course you were working with a mixture of um old and young characters you had Enid's parents as well mm-hmm. so I think you're gonna have to remind me what the era of the film was supposed to be because I know it wasn't like it wasn't modern it was at like 60s it's like okay I was, gonna, I was saying 60s 70s okay 80s <laughs> <laughs> close enough 20 years off yeah. anyway um my bad sorry um no, yes, it's cool. so it's going for like the whole aesthetic of like especially where she worked as well like the office just looked so yeah gray and like so yeah uh-huh. I thought. all kind of fitted really well and then like the blood really stood out as well you know because against all the kind of the blandness of everything um yeah um but yeah i was wondering sort of how the director prano bailey bond how did she yeah how did she communicate to you what she wanted and you know what was it like working i guess like on a character that was kind of not really you know her makeup was quite i'd say quite natural quite plain you know so how how did you make that fun for yourself when it's quite you know it was quite samey for her then again you have all the blood to play with as well but yeah (laughs)
1: um yeah I mean from the start it was it was a dream for me because I've worked with Prano several times before um we're both huge horror fans
0: and I can tell yeah (laughs) Yeah. from you you definitely but yeah I mean of her first film being a a horror Yeah,
1: yeah 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 um and a lot of it was because it's, it's about video nasties. Mm-hmm. It was really important to get some very um, kind of relatable for fans of that genre, for fans of that era to kind of be able to pick out certain looks and recognise certain mm-hmm. things. So films like I Spit on Your Grave um, and uh, uh, House by the Cemetery and um, films like that, that were really key Kind of looks like very specific looks and they do kind of some of them do almost have more of a 70s feel about them um and some of them were made in the 70s those being mm-hmm. nasty so um there was some really fun looks to kind of create there. but with Enid um I pushed for a kind of um I wanted her to kind of look almost like misplaced like she almost was from a different time like there was something nostalgic and slightly not Kind of write about her placing in that world yeah and there was a big um Edwardian kind of revival era in the 80s mm-hmm. um, so I kind of went down that pathway for her mm-hmm. hair styling and stuff to kind of even though it fits the era it's um gives her this kind of quite strange like she doesn't quite totally
0: think. like that makes per- like total sense because when I think about it now I'm like she did look so misplaced and it was like she must have only been in her thirties or 20, like I don't know yeah. she looks she's super young but it was almost like she was dressed like she looked older than her age. Yeah,
1: yeah. And there's that kind of feel that she's gone through this trauma. She's been living with this trauma for a long mm-hmm. time. She's struggling with sleeping. She's you know had some really bad patches that she's then come through and kind of managed to pull herself together. And she's made progress into this job that she's really passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's come from a place of not being well and right. going through trauma. So we definitely wanted to reflect that. And
0: um, Do you feel like you need- kind of wanted to, sorry,
1: um, I, I was going to say, it. do you
0: feel like you wanted to kind of like freeze her in time almost? Is that what you mean or no? Not that kind of-, kind of? Kind
1: of. Or just give her that like feel of being from like somewhere else that there was just kind of this history behind her. There's a weight that she's carrying and it's kind of coming through in this like mm-hmm. look that... She's also very conservative, and it's it's Mm -hmm. like she's taken on this role as a protector of people's morals, and you know Mm -hmm. that kind of world. That it's almost like she's trying to kind of make up for things that have happened before, like preventative, you know, measures. Uh, Mm So yeah, there's that kind of conservatism about her as well. That you know, I thought worked well with that kind of Edwardian look too, but. Mm Um, oh. And then she had this like crazy long wig um, that yeah. had to be put up, so it had yeah. to go up for her days in the office. But then when it comes down, it's it's very very
0: long. Oh, so, so the hair up was actually the long hair up in a bun. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you would have had, I thought you would have had like two different wigs for that. No, what? it's the same
1: wig. The wigs themselves cost insane amounts of money. They're I mean, it's a lot hair. of hair yeah and it's it's a lot so we had two wigs but that was to kind of you need to to get through the film right um because one wig just doesn't make it through the whole film okay um so it was it was a lot to kind of think how we can style this into something that's like going to work for an everyday office style mm-hmm. as well as you
0: know it just being it's, like, it's, so all, it's a, a lot, it's a lot of a lot of planning and organizing and like almost logistics, like trying to work out how this one or two wigs can like work for the whole thing. Cause I was also yeah. thinking as, as the film progresses, so does like, you know, her mental state and her appearance starts to like kind of unfurl a little bit. And like, I noticed, you know, her hair gets wetter and more straggled and like, you know, there's blood all over, but it looks so natural. It didn't look like, you know. Oh, thanks. <laughs> you know, it just looked like she'd naturally started like things yeah. have started to kind of deteriorate, sorry. Um,
1: yeah, there's um, a lot of really subtle, fun things about her character. Um, mm-hmm. Like you said about that unravelling, um, she has certain ticks that she does. Like you see her doing this a lot. Yeah. Um, she has a, another tick where she kind of picks her thumb like, and that throughout the film, it's a subtle thing but it gets like sore and sore until it's actually bleeding towards right. the end and even mm-hmm. a small thing um it's those little things and like the hair starting to come little down details. And, yeah it's that that unraveling and mm-hmm. you know and uh, getting red around the eyes just a more tired and gradually I noticed the eyes as well yeah yeah um, so it's like so it's a, a quite a kind of you know it's not a bold look but it's it's the subtlety it creeps upon
0: you yeah yeah, sure you're like you can start to see her going like yeah changing as her as her mind is kind of going a bit crazier um yeah I can also remember the other characters that sort of stood out for me in terms of makeup where um I'm probably gonna forget the name the man with the hair the big troll guy can i call him a troll i don't know what to call oh him.
1: yes the beast man <laughs> the yeah beast man. Beast man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and then the only kind of like glamorous look i thought of the film was the woman that, the makeup artist
1: basically makeup she was playing now. you <laughs> yeah funny. but she was always the note that i was given for her was audrey from twin peaks so there was a uh, lot yes. of like reference there. and again it was um because everything else in the office was so kind of bland and 80s and dull she kind of
0: pops it, you know like a yeah, artist like, I thought or something
1: exactly and it's part of that transition into this other world that she's entered where everything's kind of a bit more amped up and a bit more kind of surreal and yeah so it's like she's playing it, it's all very meta <laughs> it's like she's playing a yeah. character Film within a film within a yeah. film So she's
0: got some inspiration there from Twin Peaks then or some David Lynch movies for sure. Um yeah. but yeah, the Beast Man. Yeah, he was he did creep me out a bit. I wouldn't want to bump into him on a, a dark night, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was fantastic. Um he was uh the design for that was Dan Martin. So that was like Dan's concept. But I remember Dan saying for that, um Sorry, who was yeah, Dan like, Martin. So Dan Martin, um to, uh, did all the prosthetic work on okay. Sensor. So the beheadings and like, you know, the gore kind of stabbing the heart with, you know, I don't want I to give away ask, too
0: much. Yeah, I was going to ask, yeah, for those who haven't seen it when I listen to this, but I was going to ask about the scene um, with um, when she goes around to the man's house and he like she pushes him on his award. Oof, yeah. That, oh. that was a lot for me, but I don't know, yeah, if you got involved with the bloodiness of all of that, but. I don't know how you no. do those things but it's like it's almost no. like yeah it's like magic it's like an illusion so it, yeah love know, all, I love all that, that
1: like Dan's great with that Um, I've worked with Dan a few times so he's I mean he does all Ben Wheatley's films like he's done like just so many great it's like colour out of space um, so he's super fun to work with and I work with him quite a lot Um. so yeah you weren't alone so- on the film set then you had a
0: sort of small team
1: yeah so we had our makeup team um uh which was me and my supervisor Beth Lewis and um we also had another makeup artist Hannah Belford that was our team so it was just the three of us and then we had some dailies in Mm -hmm. for the busier days like the train scenes and then we had Dan come in um on the days for the gore so um yeah which we helped out with as well uh but it was is a very small team like it's quite mm-hmm. a small crew so yeah
0: yeah
1: it was great but yeah i with the michael smiley scene with the award going through um we had he put like um it was almost like a tubing kind of appliance that michael could wear in his mouth
0: that blood ah, yes because offens- yeah he starts coughing up all the blood and it's all <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah it's it makes it's it makes me think
0: of that video of um Billie Eilish's music video where she's shown with all the tubes of the blo- uh, the black ink coming out of her,
1: and it's amazing. Yeah. once
0: you, once you do all the once you do all the special effects, it's like yeah, it's so convincing. It's amazing what you can mm. do. It's amazing what you can do with makeup and special effects. Is yeah, yeah, it's super fun. I love makeup and beauty and everything and of course it's involved into this whole new world now of influencers and youtubers and instagrammers and it's not at all what it used to be I would say and then you've got like tv shows like glow up now as well Mm. um yeah yeah. which is like you know such a great idea and yeah but I wouldn't say it's so focused on people that work in film I think it's a lot about selling a product maybe or so Mm. what what's the so I went on a tangent there, but I, yeah, no, it's good. Go for it. No, I was really interested in makeup myself for a long time. I was even considering going to study it and then kind of just never stuck for me. I don't know. I didn't, didn't have the same passion as you for horror and blood and everything, but I did buy some things online and experiment with making my own scars and trying out these different things. Oh, nice. Um, Cause I just, right. I just enjoyed it. I thought it was fun to give it a go and, That's um, what yeah yeah I mean it's great especially when things for things like Halloween come up or a fancy dress party and you want to impress your friends or whatever with some like cool <laughs> you know fancy dress or you know makeup obviously um was- what's the like because of course I would say that in, the industry of like influencers and makeup artists is so busy and full and sa- like kind of saturated in a way it's like so what's it like in the industry of makeup artists and film like do you feel like they're just the same kind of I don't know how do you pave your own path you know and just be like I don't care about everyone else you know I'm you know I'm me and I've got my own unique thing kind of you know like not comparing yourself
1: I mean, yeah it's it's tough to stand out now definitely I mean the the competition now is absolutely crazy when I started there was yeah we didn't really have that kind of a world going on I've been doing this for about I think 12 years, 12, yeah,
0: to, your website says 12, 12 years. <laughs> to
1: 15 years, something like that. Yeah. I don't, I've don't. i lost track, but um, there weren't a huge amount of courses. There weren't, you know, we didn't have that culture. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely, I mean, it still was so hard to get into the industry. So, mm-hmm. so hard. Um, but now, yeah, I, I can't even imagine it's really hard, but I definitely think you can know the film people from, that kind of
0: a world we're definitely mm-hmm. different creatures. Yeah. We're not like yeah. A different, years. a different brand, different group. I mean, I wouldn't compare you <laughs> to like, you know, the influence that are influencers that are doing like the the contouring and all the. I mean, I don't even know the yeah. new terms anymore because I've probably I've fallen behind with all of it. But yeah, it's a different world.
1: It is such a different world, um and I think with all these filters and that kind of a look, it's almost like a completely different image. I mean, what what influencers do for their beauty looks like i don't on camera on hd camera
0: i mm. it would be such a different result you're so, right yeah, yeah yeah no that makes total sense like they've got all these ring lights on them and everything it looks great but yeah. actually what does it look like in real life like you know textured yeah. skin up yeah. close were,
1: like daylight in
0: hd it would be like <laughs> that <laughs> like yeah i think they, they've got instagram yeah. accounts for that where you can look at like celebrities with their makeup and what it would really look like under a, you know without the filters and everything and it's a bit you know quite intimidating the amount of makeup that's gone on on their face but yeah well
1: that's the the worrying thing is that no one really sees um reality anymore like in terms of that like everything's so heavily like um photoshopped and filtered and you know i'm a big fan of like real skin texture and kind mm-hmm. of real th- even showing flaws and things like that if i'm doing something that's tv based and people need to look like normal people <laughs> i'd yeah. rather leave like some redness yeah. or like whatever, their natural features mm-hmm. yeah exactly but um yeah it's, it's just it's a shame. Yeah, I worry for young people growing up with that with that kind of impossible mm-hmm. beauty is, is, is quite scary, yeah. really. I to say, I've done quite a few um uh versions of of these Instagram things. Like, there's uh, I've done a few things mm-hmm. recently where people use prosthetics, So I've used prosthetics to create these like super crazy, like big cheekbones, like filled
0: lips, like all that kind of thing. Oh my god, thing. I'd love to see what I look like with all yeah. that. <laughs> it makes me think of the the weekend for one of his music videos he had like it looked like he had surgery or something and I'm sure that was with prosthetics or something like that for sure yeah yeah
1: definitely yeah but people were really kind of fooled by it remember when it first came out I think yeah like what what has
0: he done (laughs) 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 too much surgery like what um but yeah I mean it is just amazing what you can do with makeup I think what I was going to say was that the thing about makeup um, and working in makeup um for me what put me off a long time ago was how much it cost to go to like a makeup school maybe I was not looking in the right places but I remember there was this school that I was obsessed right. with and that I really wanted to go to I think it was like brushstroke or something or but yeah. yeah and I remember seeing the prices and it wasn't wasn't like uni where you could get like or as far as I know I don't think you could get a grant so yeah and then like um, if somebody wanted to start later on in life you know if they kind of think you know They change their career and they're like I want to be a makeup artist or I want to do YouTube videos um you know it's the access is maybe difficult and also sometimes with the YouTubers um you know they're recommending products sometimes that are just so expensive and I'm like you know
1: it's like to to
0: young people you know recommending palettes that cost like 50 pounds or whatever um (laughs) it's like I don't know who's watching it teenagers I don't know maybe as young as 13 14 I don't know and it's like there's a lot of pressure um for the parents for themselves you know and I think makeup can be accessible like you can like my mum used to tell me like I just used to go to Rimmel and like boots and just buy you know the you know you can still get cheap good quality makeup um so like oh my what, God,
1: especially what, now like yeah it,
0: yeah there's more and more brands now that are, I think more accessible yeah, and they're still good quality and you know like they're vegan as well and you know so I think it is opening up in that sense but what would you say in terms for someone that thinks it's not accessible or they maybe want to like change maybe they're going from one career to this and it's entirely different.
1: I mean it's, it's super hard and at least when I went to university um I mean I came from like a background with with like zero money I had nothing to start with Um, which is why I started um with doing a lot of DIY stuff in the kitchen and things Um, just
0: curious were you doing any other job before like part-time or did you study anything yeah I was doing a lot of really horrible okay
1: okay just yeah like uh night shift call center jobs and like okay because I came to this actually in my 20s is, mm-hmm. is when I started my education for it so I wasn't like young young um so the courses weren't as kind of affordable lucky the course I did in Swindon College was a free course I don't know if that's even
0: possible now um I mean there must be still will say- free will courses out there or like maybe you could get like yeah. a scholarship or something a bursary a grant or I yeah, think,
1: yeah really good funding out there as well um i would recommend uh 100 there's a company called screen skills who mm-hmm. offer training and opportunities to younger and older people um to get into to get mm-hmm. into the industry or um if you started off in the industry then they can offer you with um sponsorship and money to to further your training they can help you with driving lessons. They can help you with so many things. Everything they also do, yeah, and they can get you uh, as a trainee onto projects as well. You can join up with them, and they're brilliant. They're uh, just so good. I've worked with quite a few of their students. Um, Very good people, students. Life. Or do you teach students Being as ap- well? Then, no, I don't teach students. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, our makeup artist on Sensor was a Screen Skills um, okay. um, student. Ah, okay she was really incredible um so there are organizations out there to help I know like university is insane now luckily I think mm-hmm. um, mine was like 3,000 a year and I think it's like 9,000 a year or something yeah now. I'm not yeah. entirely
0: it is about yeah
1: really.
0: yeah Horrible. I know it's ridiculous
1: so, so, mm-hmm. I'd say personally especially mm-hmm. with makeup the sooner you can get onto set the sooner that you can be actually within that world the better the I, I almost everything that I've really learned has been while being on the job um mm-hmm. it's the etiquette of being on set as well it's it's like le- understanding the language and understanding kind of how the whole thing works and mm-hmm. just it's is so different than any course you do isn't going to give you that so um I would I've When I've been asked previously, I've always said do like a short course, like contact screen skills, maybe do a short course, like a couple of months or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Get the basics. Um, Also, there's uh, Stan Winston School online. Um, You can join up with a subscription and they they have fantastic tutorials on prosthetics and all kinds of amazing stuff on there as well. Um, But I would say yeah do as little kind of actual college Mm -hmm. training just get the basics and then just get onto set and be a trainee is the absolutely best way you don't need to spend like thousands and thousands to do it Mm -hmm. definitely not with makeup as well like you can get the basic if you do a short course they generally kind of give you a good discount to get like the the, essentials Mm -hmm. and then again being being a trainee, you can start building your kit through. Your portfolio. Give you. And your kit, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and again, you can um get kind of uh, bursaries and things to help you with that too. So I think don't be fo- Don't be fooled into doing like a degree, like I did. It's, <laughs>
0: it's not totally necessary. It's not necessary. <laughs> and it's also no, good exactly to have. Not. I mean, friends in similar industries as well. So if you've got friends that are into music or film then you can offer to do it for their music videos or their films or short films whatever and even like photo shoots as well just experience wherever you can
1: yeah absolutely just like getting just getting involved um yeah as much as possible but I think once you've kind of made that leap I mean I started off doing a lot of films for free being insanely broke, doing <laughs> a lot of films are free and bits It's always of a time. lot, they call it but, the
0: starving artist, don't they?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not yeah, starving because it's just cruel, yes,
0: But yeah, <laughs> the game goes.
1: No, I was borderline starving at some point,
0: With a but massive makeup kit, that... but an empty fridge. No. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's, just, it's quite, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah so you tough. know, it's the
0: hustle. It's tough, tough. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But you-
1: you can get that like if I if I could do it then anyone could do it and I think there's more help now in terms like stuff like screens if I'd known about screen skills when I was starting out it would have made my life so much easier but
0: right I mean yeah there are a lot of great things like that in place now and you know as you say the girl that worked on the set the set of sensor with you I mean what great experience for her as well to work alongside you and you know you're just learning from each other constantly and everyone's got something to sort of pass on to so yeah I just say on set is the ideal place rather than just like theory and learning in a classroom kind of thing um you were saying that the 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 film sets will like pass you you know products for your kit really just like for free or like you know like oh you use this just take it home
1: yeah sometimes so if you've got you know it depends on the designer and what sponsors you get as well because generally so with sensor we had we could apply for sponsors from certain brands um who donate products to you because you're using them on the film so it's good advertising for them um so you can get some kind of bits and pieces through that mm-hmm. so I normally divide that up at the end and yeah and we'll
0: give so I'm just know, curious I'm not take your- the whole- yeah, of course I'm <laughs> taking this all with me you come back to the show like where's the makeup yeah, one? Yeah. <laughs> it broke up it oh,
1: everybody's it. different. So I can't speak for I can't speak ah. for every okay. you know designer. But personally I'm much I'd much rather give that stuff to the people I work with, you know. They've yeah, put of so course. much work. It's yeah,
0: yeah. take the product. But I am I am, <laughs> so, I am yeah I'm curious also slash nosy, like what is your kit like? Do you keep it at home? Do you have like a big makeup counter? Because like I feel like all the YouTubers they always have this crazy I makeup do. collection, but then since you're working on films, it's like not really all for yourself you know it's for the people that you're working on unless you're like playing like you know on yeah. your own like makeup at home as well
1: no my makeup kit is is ridiculous for myself it's ridiculous I have a ziploc bag with some stuff chucked in it it's like <laughs> my my personal <laughs> kit okay yeah everything like everything you need ridiculous. all your
0: essentials <laughs> <laughs> mine yeah, is also the same it's like a pencil nice, case
1: I put it in my kit I don't use it <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: I think that's quite common though yeah, like, exactly. like with 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 makeup artists or like even fashion designers like when you think about like just off the top of my head like a makeup artist like Bobby Brown like her own makeup is actually very simple and basic and natural whereas you know she's so creative on you know the models that she works on and stuff like that or like a fashion designer creates like these elaborate gowns but all they do is wear black so it's like quite common I find that you know they're not going to be yeah. you know it doesn't mean just because your makeup artist your own makeup's going to be like really extravagant all the time yeah. like not that you're going to walk out the house with blood on your face and stuff
1: <laughs> although I have not intentionally oh, you have. but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> normally Listen. all of my clothing and everything's got like glue or blood or so it gets ruined by oh, yeah wow. it's, I can't think nice it's always going to yeah. get destroyed from work but yeah, I mean, I live in a small flat with um, three other people. So my makeup kit is shoved into every available. like Underneath of my bed is a tiny kit. There's like stuff upstairs in the cupboard. There's like, there's there's no Wherever room you can for find space. In my actual life. It's just, yeah, kit shoved places. And I know a lot of people I work with have a similar thing. It's just a constant battle to try and like <laughs> and yeah store your kit
0: what I get from you is that you're just you're like you're so passionate about it so I feel like you know you're willing to you know you've gone through the kind of hustling stage of it being quite difficult and now you know you're getting great projects and things like that and you know but it's a constant like you know you're constantly it's like acting you know you're waiting for your next job and then you know maybe I don't know if there's like moments of nothing sometimes I don't know are you do you you know are you quite booked and busy at the moment
1: at the moment, it's absolutely crazy. And I think it, this is like the craziest I think it's ever been for me. But um, it's because all the projects that were lined up waiting to go during COVID have just suddenly like exploded. Okay, and it's, yeah. It's yeah it's insane right now Um, I don't know how long that's going to last but the beginning of this year for me was was I was almost to the point where I was like okay well I guess I've got the worst job (laughs) in this situation (laughs) in the world I actually touch people's faces this is not (laughs) all right yeah
0: beginning of this year but um, obviously no um, makeup was how did you like how did you survive (laughs) no how did you manage during the COVID year then if you weren't able to do people's makeup or you just did it around the mask? It was.
1: <laughs> it was tough. I mean, I was I was really fortunate to have um, a job that was supposed to happen before um, it was lined up before COVID happened, and we were going to film it in mm. London, um, but they ended up moving it to Estonia. Um, okay, last London to uh, Estonia. <laughs> yeah so apparently estonia did had almost zero cases of covid ah, so okay, that um, makes more sense we went up there oh. film. yeah and it was crazy because there was no there was no kind of restrictions like there was no mask wearing like there was that you could just go and eat normal meal in a restaurant like there does that was, mean estonia so looks go, a
0: bit like london <laughs> yeah it
1: was well no we were filming it was very. It was, um, uh, a film called yeah, it was all indoors. It okay. was called House Hack. It was a horror interactive game ah, for okay. an app called Spotify. So you play. It's a bit like I don't know if you've seen Bandersnatch, The Black
0: Mirror. Yes. Yeah. um <laughs> So yeah, it's
1: the same thing. It was the same thing as um as that, but uh yes. for an app for a gaming ah. app. Um, okay. So, It was super fun, like absolutely ridiculous. It was so fortunate. I mean, it's like Estonia in the summertime. Wow.
0: I mean, I bet you were glad to escape.
1: It was just bliss. It was lovely. Um, And that was seven weeks out there. But we weren't um, allowed to do normal makeup. So Mm -hmm. basically we had to give instructions, stand behind and observe the cast putting their own makeup on. Okay. And just guide without actually touching them.
0: Um oh, which that's was difficult, super... especially if you want to like you're like your control freak or something and you want to like do it your own way. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, not like that. It was really...
1: Yeah. It was apart from the all old... there was a lot of prosthetics involved and we um we did that. We had to be hands-on with prosthetic stuff because there was there was no way to be around that, but we just we were look we just looked like we were out of some like toxic waste contamination. <laughs> we were just like full burns like visors, oh. his mom loves like absolutely oh, wow.
0: crazy I mean yeah, yeah. it's a crazy time it still is a bit of a crazy time but that's good you're getting more things coming up and I think there's an expression yeah. for it but it's like you know while all the work's happening just kind of like I don't know I think it's probably an expression that freelancers use but I don't know what it is but, anyway. yeah. <laughs> but they say like you know you get all the work all at once and then you get the quiet moment so you kind of have to just kind of go with it because you know make all the yeah. the jobs all the projects and build up your portfolio while you can and then you know at least the quiet time you'll know that you've worked enough to sort of afford that quiet time I guess be able to Mine manage it your- and
1: you have it, there's a kind of common kind of condition with um, freelancers where you like work like crazy and then when it stops, you're supposed to go, ah, now I rest and I'm calm and I get all the nice stuff. But it doesn't work that way. You <laughs> spend like at least like two days just dying and then you just feel confused and guilty for mm. relaxing. It's the living life between like it being yeah. absolutely crazy and then nothing and trying to find a comfortable kind of mental health position I guess
0: within that of course yeah Yeah, you have to be comfortable with the instability but also I think that's a very very common thing like in any kind of area of work people do feel this sort of guilt for relaxing or they kind of don't know how to because people are constantly like on and stuff you know all the time Mm. and especially if you've gone through a busy period of doing loads of projects and then you know you're hit with this like quiet time you know your mind's got to like catch up with you, you know, and be like, wait, we're yeah, not working right now. So yeah, it yeah. can take a couple of days until you get into like relax mode. Do you need to book a holiday like straight away.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or you always just think it's like the ends, no matter what, even though like everything before. <laughs> this the is the last project up. ever.
0: Like, no! <laughs> <laughs> so what have you got <laughs> lined like, up for fun. you at the moment? Anything, any films like, or is it all kind of? Hush,
1: hush. it's all um yeah I've got been doing chunks of prosthetic work on some really nice kind of um bigger projects um which I'm not allowed to talk about but Nobody's. like um, it's been some really I'm really fortunate to have done some really cool fun prosthetic stuff recently and it's all been kind of a few days here and there. So it's, you've got the kind of luxury of being able to turn up, do something epically cool, like do this really fun prosthetics thing and
0: then kind of go. Yeah. Um, it makes turning up real- for work worth it. You know, you've done something like. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, that's been really, really great. So I've got a bit more of that coming up. um Potentially a really fun Halloween makeup coming up. Um, it's not confirmed at the moment, but I might be doing some kind of fun things for that. And just really looking forward to the Halloween in general. Yeah. Um, Have you got your own costume yeah. planned? I don't. I don't know anyone who really wants to like dress up with me. It's always me oh. on my own. Kind oh. of, like, Yeah, that's happened to me so many I dressed up as a fly one year and like no one else was dressed up. I was just a random fly, you <laughs> know. Oh, so that's normally in the wall what, yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'll still I'm definitely going to go to like a few things go watch some horror movies definitely
0: um, that, but yeah. what Halloween movies would you recommend like top ooh, three top three so we don't uh, have too many to go through
1: so hard. if it's kind of okay so if, if you're kind of not like a huge horror fan and um, the essential ones i'd say have got to be like the dead trilogy george romero's okay. dead trilogy so that's night living dead dawn of the dead day of the dead originals ah oh, just okay absolutely no, not lovely. the
0: the not the edgar wright version sean of the dead no
1: i i'm, I'm <laughs> such a purist with like originals um, yeah yeah but yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's been some great remakes. I mean, like, even John Carpenter's The Thing is a, technically a remake. Mm-hmm. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely The Shining.
0: Yes, got, classic. Yeah,
1: that just has to be. Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, seen um, that also.
0: Class, very good, yeah. Uh, Evil Dead's the original. Don't it's, know if I've seen yeah. that. You know, my dad's quite, I mean, he loves, he's a big, like, um film buff like he does loves he loves his movies um but he does also have a very strange collection of like horror movie dvds and I'm always like when I used to look at them on his shelf I'd be like what is this he's got so I watched one last year or something called the driller killer oh my god oh horrific, yeah. oh,
1: horrific.
0: <laughs> and then I watched don't look, don't look now which I thought was very good but there's not like oh, a lot that's... of gore in that really is there it's quite um it's more about like, like... psychological kind of horror yeah,
1: yeah.
0: um
1: it's the gut little um creature thing in the red coat at the end that's the like oh yeah that's the
0: moment yeah the image that like stays so, in your
1: yeah.
0: head <laughs> um and he's got a bunch i think he actually the one you mentioned i think he's got evil dead or something like that but yeah he's got a, a crazy bunch of horror that's... movies but yeah those are oh, brilliant. suggestions that you've got there the yeah. wicker man as well obviously the poster you've got in the background it also makes yeah. me think of this like is um exorcist great i was like an exorcist the ah, yes this is got that on dvd them. also yeah i watched yes. that um a couple of years as well for the first time i mean that's some crazy prosthetics on that girl oh.
1: oh my god that film absolutely i remember my sister had a picture of reagan in her makeup on her wall and it terrified me i was absolutely <laughs> terrified of Reagan. yeah yeah i'm dying to see it like absolutely dying to see The Exorcist because that was always like the one I think it was Texas Chainsaw and Exorcist were like always the ones that were like oh my god we have to see this film it's like I think they kind of um the legends almost outdo it in a way Mm -hmm. because there's just especially Texas Chainsaw is particularly fascinating um because Toby Hooper the director actually Mm -hmm contacted the ratings board and said i want to make this film but i don't want it to be rated x i want to make this like pg i think he said at the time and they sent him a list of all the things he couldn't show and it's interesting the legend of that film because the only actual kind of injury you see happening in that film is the hitcher cutting his hands
0: ah yeah Mm-hmm. everything
1: else is kind of just like your brain plays it out but there's right. hardly any gore in that film but it's That's terrifying true, yeah. <laughs> it's,
0: yeah i was gonna terrifying. say i still i still wouldn't show it to like any younger people because if i found it terrifying at my age i'm 26 and like i don't think i'd show it to it's anyone true. like in their teens maybe 18 no, obviously 18 thing but mm, i don't know
1: that, i think it's because of the fact that he avoided all of the obvious things he could have done made it so much more frightening because he was so creative in terms of filming it. Hmm. Um and then you have like that horror of the table scene with
0: like the close up of the eyeball and (gasps) the famous table scene when uh, (laughs) when they're all acting like animals and you're like, what is going on? Everyone's absolutely losing their losing their head. Um, Yeah. Those are the horror films you like in terms of like stories, but what is your favorite makeup in a horror movie? I think
1: for me, um, it's Rob Botin and his makeup on The Thing, um, which I just still think is like the most mesmerising, incredible effect I've ever seen. It's absolutely incredible. Um, uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. Um, It's just like mind-blowingly good. And I know, Mm -hmm. I mean, I know he pushed himself to the absolute Limit with that film, like he was actually hospitalized at the end of it. Oh my god! What did he do to himself? He just like ran himself into the ground, and really, it's like yeah, completely burnt out. And Uh just the creativity, and just I mean, I think at one point he had everybody on the set like chewing chewing gum to (laughs) do some of the effects, like things being pulled apart. Um for the actual kind of like um flesh, like these stringy kind um. of, um, uh, because it, it's, uh, it's, these creatures are kind of morphing into each other and it's like anyone could be in, kind of taken on by this alien kind of, uh, it's almost like an infection, I guess. Um And so you just have these amazing body horror scenes mm-hmm.
0: that are just absolutely mind-blowingly good. Like Wow, now, okay. Like that is definitely going to go on my halloween movie list i was just gonna (laughs) Um, say there's rumors for a tarantino horror horror movie at some point oh really oh
1: that's gonna be great that would be
0: Yeah, i mean he's into gore isn't he so
1: absolutely that would be super fun i mean it's all of his stuff so over the top with kind of blood anyway yeah it seems strange he hasn't done that already really
0: (laughs) yeah true it would make perfect sense really um he doesn't he doesn't shy away from blood and you know I mean, I feel like sometimes his blood in his movies is kind of like cartoonish almost, um, not in like a bad yeah. way, just that it looks very like doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't look as yeah. natural. You kind of like you know you're in a movie kind of thing. You know you're watching a movie. It's incredibly,
1: incredibly over the top. I remember you know Reservoir Dogs and those films. It was oh, yeah. almost there was so much backlash on his. There's that whole thing about a lot of people saying that he was basically. It, it was almost like censor in a way because people were blaming him um, for violence in the world and all of these violent <laughs> acts happening saying that they've watched your films and this is why there's violence and, you know, this kind of, you know, blaming cinema mm. for, for acts in the world that are happening which is, is bizarre, but well, um, yeah, that's know
0: yeah, that. that's what I thought about censor as well, I was like, you know, obviously she was getting a lot of bad press about releasing certain movies because of um, how gory they were and you know it was causing people to commit violent acts and stuff and like obviously the same kind of a similar discussion around um, video games as well but it's like well mm. even with these movies the hot sorry the violence would still be any there anyway in the world you know whether without the movies
1: well this so. is the big kind of um, the thing with censor that prano wanted to kind of pose the question of um you know if it's true and people are motivated by you know what they watch to to commit crime then how come censors aren't going around killing everybody because they're watching all of these films
0: all of the time so That's true i definitely couldn't have the job that it enid, makes enid had <laughs> <laughs> there's some horrible yeah. things that she had to watch i, I was couldn't. like no, I, mean, I, I mean maybe really for you actually it would so be so. like you know training ground for me, basically <laughs>
1: yeah I, I would have been a terrible sense I would have just passed everything
0: <laughs> yep this is fine doesn't doesn't give me any bad feeling whatsoever <laughs> Um, lastly I'd like to kind of ask you Um, even though I could go on for ages honestly it's such a great chat and um, yeah. what advice would you give to future makeup artists I feel like you've kind of covered that in you know quite a few parts anyway but like uh, yeah. to sort of resume it in a nutshell what would you say
1: I, I would say yeah go for like a, a shorter course, um, really kind of get into whatever you're wanting to learn if it's the more period stuff like really educate yourself on the you know the artists that you love and um, there's so many helpful things online now like really immerse yourself in it um, and yeah do a short course contact screen skills like go look for the help that's out there for you and um just get into getting on set as quickly as you can in terms of training um and from there you know it's just one of those things of once you're kind of in it um then people will keep on asking you back people will recommend you and it'll grow from mm-hmm. there um i'd also say i think it's really important especially now i know there's a lot of um publicity going on at the moment with the strike um in uh, america for their unions um just really look after yourself Um, Mm -hmm. really know kind of what your rights are you know don't feel I know when you're starting out you feel like you have to do absolutely everything even if it endangers your kind of mental health and you know Mm -hmm. or you end up driving crazy hours like really prioritize your health and don't you know just because you're starting out and it's competitive and I know that that's frightening don't put yourself at danger. Like you please, mm-hmm. you know, say that you're not feeling well or you're not feeling comfortable. Like make sure you rest, make sure, you know, you put yourself first in those yeah. situations. It's very Definitely. easy to get caught up in that. Don't tolerate mm-hmm. bullying. Don't, you know, just don't take any shit basically. <laughs> yeah. like, don't take anyone's shit. Great advice.
0: Yeah. Um, sh- you were saying that, advice. you know, you do you can do very long errors and it makes me think of like I can't remember how long it was now but um actually recently I watched a just a YouTube video with Lucy Boynton saying that sometimes she can be you know waiting to go on set she'll be in a makeup chair for like six hours or something and then if you think about like um Jim Carrey for the Grinch he was in the makeup chair for like so many hours like probably every day of set you know I don't know you obviously take it off everything off before going home like that's crazy for the actor and it's also crazy for the makeup artist to spend that much time with that one person so I guess you'd probably like get to know your actors very well you know because it's you're spending a lot of time with yeah. them.
1: Yeah <laughs> it does become like almost like you're a therapist sometimes <laughs> it's such a personal thing and you really have to like know their body language and, and you know when they're uncomfortable you, a lot of the time you have to be the person to say like they've they've had enough now like you know can we... They need a break, or they need, sometimes you have to kind of be that person to say that. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: it's, it's quite an intimate kind of a, a job, really.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, it's always on pre calls. You've always got to be like the first person there, like hours before everyone even gets there, and then hours afterwards taking it off again. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's a long is, day. Is, it's a long day and you've also worked but, with like some quite big personalities as well like Hayley Steinfeld like I loved her in the film The Edge of Seventeen and what was that for? Was-
1: that was for a film called The Keeping Room Um, that yeah. I was doing some prosthetics on and some makeup on um, and so she was quite young at that time it was just I don't know. Um,
0: She did start out quite young I- actually didn't she? She also did yeah. um, that film uh, by the Coen brothers she was very young yes, in that yeah. as
1: well yeah, yeah it was. I think it was only like the second film after that maybe I don't know um mm-hmm. but yeah she was absolute star like she's absolutely amazing that film was really emotionally tough she had mm-hmm. to spend a lot of that film basically crying <laughs> freaking out
0: <laughs> oh wow oh
1: and my god after her with like tear sticks and things like that so oh do you yeah. do the tear
0: stick part as well
1: yeah all of that kind of thing so sometimes you know it gets to a point I mean she was great with crying she didn't have any problems <laughs> yeah you literally get to a point where if you've been crying all day for like a week you run out of right. tears like you, dehydrate. like you you need all of to that
0: tear stick oh my goodness yes
1: I yeah. need help sometimes to kind of you know like get through that um but yeah she was absolutely amazing she was so fun to work with oh, that's great absolutely. and you've
0: also worked with Lily Cole not yeah Lily Cole is that the right one because I remember her like she was a big model for like Topshop wasn't she like when I was younger like a teenager and then I don't really know what happened to her but now she's gone into acting or did she always do acting I don't know but yeah Elizabeth the first on Channel 5 which I haven't seen myself I'm not massively into period dramas however I do admire like how you know the wigs and the costumes and Mm -hmm. the makeup all look so like you know it's I mean, there's a lot of fun to be had there really because it's like so creative and like the looks back then were quite over the top anyway, so.
1: Yeah, uh, working with Lily Cole was super fun. That was like a, a dream because uh, yeah, it was like a reasonably low budget drama documentary. So having somebody like Lily Cole on it was a huge thing that I think none of us expected. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was an absolute dream to do Elizabethan makeup on her because
0: she just she's like the perfect person for that I was thinking yeah she does make she's like got that kind of doll look very pale and dainty yeah. and porcel- like a porcelain doll and then she's got that long red hair as well so yeah yeah I- ideal really I mean the Elizabethan
1: thing um in in that drama doc there was actually a lot of blood involved as well there was like quite a lot of gore there's a lot of beheading <laughs>
0: okay yeah a lot of beheading you going know, on back then
1: history history's brutal. As well. uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, they were
1: brutal. Yeah, bathroom, it was they? still really fun. It was really fun.
0: What do you do when something goes wrong or not as planned on set or with the makeup? <laughs> because, like, what if you do it wrong? Like, honestly, there's nothing worse when makeup goes wrong because, like, do you start all over again? Do you rub it all, wash it all off? and Like, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, luckily you have tests. If it's something bigger than, and it's a really important look, then you normally test all the looks like so um for Mm -hmm. sensor we did makeup tests before we did wig tests on camera of course Um, okay yeah so but then prepared
0: is the answer then
1: (laughs) yeah but things do go wrong like things Uh do happen generally you want to be as calm around your cast as possible so Mm -hmm. generally you don't kind of acknowledge it loudly <laughs> you
0: kind yeah. of like oh my language. god
1: <laughs> yeah like kind of gesture to whoever's with you like your assistant or someone you're working with and you just kind of go okay this is happening <laughs>
0: <laughs> just give and them like go, a, a, a sort of an eye them. glance and be like something
1: yeah because that's the thing I mean everyone's skin is different everybody's different so yeah something that's worked on some if somebody's had a, a drink the night before then sometimes glue won't stick to their skin because the outcome comes through the pores yeah. and they're like, like a
0: yeah
1: and it's really it that can be really hard and you don't want to say to your cast like oh were you were you getting pissed the night before
0: yeah I never thought of that things like, it's, that. Almost like it's almost like chemistry it's like you know or like science yeah. you know you've got to have all the right um yes yeah. you know um chemicals and textures going on for everything to work as you want because yeah makeup's Absolutely. not going to go on right if there's the wrong base you know that's, that's always what they say about makeup is that you have to start with a great base
1: yeah I mean sometimes people can not know they're allergic to something and have a reaction um if that's the case then they've always got to come first like their skin comes first so you know you could have started putting on a prosthetic and they could suddenly feel like it's uncomfortable it's got to come off like you can't just go "Well, wow, you know deal with it. <laughs>
0: you've got to yeah yeah Their
1: skin always has to come first so you just have to kind of readjust there's always that's the good thing about makeup as opposed to costume or kind of other thing like props in general is there's always generally a way around it yeah. you know like Products are quite versatile. So you can normally go back to your kit and go, okay, that's not working. Right. What can I do instead? Rethink it. And there's mm-hmm. always generally always a way around it. Yeah. But, but it's a
0: lot, it's still a lot yeah. of thinking on the spot though. Like, you know, although I think yeah. that's the the general nature of like a film set, like things can happen in the moment, like you just don't know, and you can plan as much as you want, but you don't know what's going to happen on the day itself. Anything can happen. Absolutely. So yeah I think this is my last question now um what yeah complete this sentence makeup for you is what uh (laughs) something that's a difficult one
1: I guess it's like a hilarious journey that I do to live
0: (laughs) right yeah that's a good answer
1: it's it's like a a really I'm grateful to it um Yeah, like it's every day. I'm like, wow, this, I can't believe this is the job I do. This is like seriously what I do to kind of
0: <sighs> get oh, it Feels it just yeah, must be so good. fun though. Like, yeah, it I mean, just sounds like such have, a fun creative job. Like you're literally going to like play every day almost. It's like playing dress up every day.
1: It is. I mean, it's got its downsides as well. I mean, sometimes yeah. you can have like horrific things to do. I mean, I've I've had to like shave people's and like what you know, paint up, paint I would never up, have
0: expected that
1: paint really gross feet up like you know deal Ugh. with like a lot of, there's a lot of like you have to be very comfortable with being intimate with people's bodies so like, yeah, you like, need to be comfortable
0: with body parts and anatomy in general like yeah, yeah you yeah, can't exactly, be squeamish exactly.
1: exactly and it's long hours and there's 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 craziness and you break your back carrying kit and there's mm-hmm. it's a tough job but when <laughs> yeah. it comes down to it, It's it's like yeah, it's so great
0: to see your finished product like on a screen or in a magazine or whatever it is. You know, seeing what you've done.
1: Yeah, yeah, super
0: part of a whole story.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's like it's it's been a crazy journey, and I yeah, still can't believe that this is what
0: I do. But um, because I think (laughs) I think it's great that you've got that that passion for it. Like, because that is so important to keep you going, and like it's kind of like the thing that motivates you to go forward. Because. I mean there's so many different parts of makeup you can go into but I think when I was thinking of doing film I realized that you'd have to do prosthetics and wigs and hair and I wasn't really interested in that I just didn't get excited about it and I know some people get really excited about prosthetics and like there's obviously like so many schools for that now and you know probably some of the biggest studios are like in Hollywood or whatever and you know there's some crazy things that you know there's actually quite a lot of male makeup art as well and especially males as well working in prosthetics I don't know in terms of you know equality like is it more women than men I don't know um it's working in makeup very,
1: it's very male dominated in prosthetics right yeah um, I was going to
0: say for prosthetics can be,
1: which can be quite tough definitely right. um, and again it's one of those things that I think people still associate makeup with you know women kind of faffing about with brushes and blusher and lip gloss yeah. and shit it's not that way at all and yeah I'd still get super annoyed at people calling it glam squad or demeaning it mm. in any way like that because um it's so much it's more than that yeah on, yeah and most of the jobs I do involve making people look terrible it's very rare that I actually <laughs> make, make someone look nice,
0: nice and healthy <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. But people kind of associate like, oh well, men will look after the gore and you know, all well, that kind of side of it, and women can look after the beauty and it's it's ridiculous, obviously. Yeah, but um unfortunately, you know, as as it is with all kind of aspects of every job, I think there's still a bit of a battle to be done there. But um mm-hmm. yeah. No, yeah. that makes that makes sense. Yeah. I mean,
0: yeah, I think I think when anything kind of especially in the film industry, like it is so male dominated and all over, you know. In every in every like area of film, not just makeup, like you've got obviously directing yeah. is probably the biggest one that is so male dominated. And then, but it's because it's also such a technical um, field, you know, when you've got cameras involved, lighting involved, and then I guess the prosthetics is like the te- technical side of makeup. So they probably think, well, a man would be better doing that because it's technical and it's complicated and it's more intricate. Like you know, as you you're proving, and like and a lot of other women are doing that, so you know yeah it's very much possible me? and you can be passionate about it and excited about it you don't have to be just interested in the pretty side of things and like yeah know.
1: although even the beauty side of it you know is just as tough and just as skilled
0: and yes yeah, you so, know yeah yeah that shouldn't be undermined either yeah makeup is a skill I was
1: thinking crazy that you know when you're watching a film you're looking at people's faces like that's yeah. the first thing you're you see. Mm-hmm. focusing on so you know, the importance of that and the importance of that job you know even if it's just you know doing some male grooming like the skill and the work that goes into that you know Mm -hmm. is yeah it's a it's a lot so
0: okay real last question do you work close with um cinematographers at all just wondering because like the lighting like do you have to like discuss things with them because you don't obviously like hot lighting melting off their makeup (laughs) or like not working with the colors you've gone for
1: yeah and it really really affects makeup it's like I've had it a few times um when there hasn't been that discussion that's gone on where you're doing something involving blood and you've spent ages doing some effects and you walk out on set and all the lighting's red and you're like oh okay like oh, it's gonna disappear like, yeah be yeah able to see it doesn't read so yeah there's um certain tones and colors that will drastically affect how somebody looks Um, Mm -hmm. so having that talk generally you know you have a production meeting at the beginning and everything's Mm -hmm. discussed yeah uh, and you're kind of told about that but and even better if you can have a camera test um Mm -hmm. and then you can really see how that affects stuff Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah it's a huge huge part of it try to work with every
0: department equally yeah costume as well Um, and probably even set design as well it's like anything that involves the way it's all going to look
1: exactly it's like every element of it's telling the story so it it, it has to be like a real team mm-hmm. effort and i i love that part of it i love that it's like a a mm-hmm. team kind of game and you know you're all in it together
0: and you're mm-hmm. all playing your part and yeah mm-hmm. that's
1: really satisfying and you have friends yeah. for
0: life with the films like going I mean, yeah you spend so much time with them
1: yeah absolutely they become like almost like second family really uh. like you know project for like months with the same people going through whatever madness so, <laughs> exactly. yeah no
0: I love that about it I love that yeah I mean makeup is just as much a vital piece of like the like the puzzle of a film as any other you know some people would think yeah well I don't really notice it but you would notice it if it wasn't there you would notice it if the makeup wasn't done right
1: yeah for sure definitely
0: <laughs> well <laughs> oh, I'm going on and on okay um i've loved this chat with you it's been great honestly i could talk oh. about makeup in cinema forever and ever it's been lovely and it's been yeah, so yeah. interesting
1: thank you so much you too thank yeah, you. Speak to you again soon
0: hopefully take care and have a great bye. halloween bye bye bye, bye. Oh, happy halloween <laughs> happy <Bye>. halloween <laughs> thank you for listening to today's episode with ruth you can also go and check out Ruth's top five horror films just in time for halloween on the Real Girls Club Instagram at Real Girls Club. I'll see you in the next episode in November.